0: Greetings, spiritual seekers, pilgrims on the path of no path. Welcome to another episode of A Quiet Mind. My name is Robert, and I'm your host. I'm very happy to be here sharing this moment with you, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy life to join in and listen and explore. I wanted to just say very quickly thank you to those people out there who support the podcast and keep it commercial-free. They're the patrons of A Quiet Mind. If you would like to be a patron of the Quiet Mind and support what it is that I'm doing here, you can visit patreon.com forward slash A Quiet Mind. Now, let's move on to the episode on why is it so hard to meditate? Part One. I'm trying to meditate right now. And trying to meditate is... Really difficult and can be extremely unpleasant. So, I wanted to report to you what's coming up when I'm trying to meditate. And as I'm sitting here, just in my office chair, I've got a good posture, straight back, got my chin tucked in, and I feel relaxed. It's a little warm in the room. That's not very good for. Being able to just sit comfortably. I wanted to tell you my process. I wanted to share the process as it's happening. This is a little difficult, but bear with me here. Because there'll be a before and after. So here I am in that process of beginning. I've fought my mind that already had a whole bunch of reasons why I didn't want to meditate and decided to just say hey up there the little collection of mind voices how about we go and do it anyway even though there's resistance to meditating right now what if we what if we go ahead and do it anyway so there were you know, there was a vote up there, and they still had a problem with it. So I just stepped in <laughs> to, the, to the little boardroom in my mind that I talk about often. And I don't know if any of you out there do this, but I tend to see this as a big, massive corporate boardroom and a gigantic wooden table table. And all around the table are the different aspects of my mind. And maybe there might be the one that's the art critic. Over here there's the one that has a problem with the way my hair is cut. This one over here is just lackadaisical. doesn't want to do anything. Always just wanted to avoid any kind of responsibility whatsoever. And then here's the do-gooder over here that is chastising everyone that's doing a bad job. I could go on and on. My point is this. I have the, inner, the picture in my mind of the boardroom and me. I'm stepping in and all of these different voices are manifested in different personalities and they look different too. And so I'm going to step in and first I ask for a vote. Okay, so I see that some of you have some resistance to going in and meditating, and maybe do gooder says, yeah, you know, it's really good for us when we meditate. We always feel better. We always can get um, a lot more done during the day. We're clearer. We're focused. You know, there's there's the benefits of meditation that we're not supposed to proselytize, but here I go, the uh, rebel meditator. I'm just gonna say. That there can be a noticeable difference for me, personally, on a day when I get up and first thing I go into the meditation hut, I sit down, make myself do it. Some days I don't have to make myself do it. Some days I'm very happy to go in there and sit. And I've been describing how it's it's a deeper rest than sleep for me sometimes. But here is where I'm going to be transparent with you, my wonderful podcast listening audience. It's not always like that. And I don't meditate every day. I don't. Um, the only time I can remember meditating every day was when I lived in a Zen center and it was part of the commitment to be, being there. It, you had to meditate. <laughs> but there have also been you know, long strips of time where it was a very instilled daily practice. And also that integration of what you might call or is labeled mindfulness, which, you know, we could go into, but I'm sure you all know about that by now. It's pretty ubiquitous. But that's where we're doing our chores throughout the day, and we're, we're just going to bring attention to the activity that's happening in front of us. We've talked about that a lot. This might be new for people who are new to the podcast, but I'm sure most of you have heard of mindfulness. Some days I go in, no problem. Other days I go in, my body aches. I struggle to sit. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too noisy. There's helicopters. There's airplanes. And then there's the old chattering board of directors up there in my mind that a lot of uh, Buddhists refer to as um, monkey mind, which is a really good way to put it. But uh, minds seem to be a little bit more direct than monkeys. They're not just chattering this um, language that I don't understand, you know, monkey ease. They seem to be speaking English and they are distracting me from my sitting time i just want to sit here and i want to meditate i don't want to make lists so like i said i began this as i'm sitting here to meditate and i thought hey i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you guys what goes on with me sometimes so here it was it was saying it's too hot i don't want to do this i don't want to sit here right now There's a lot of stuff that I have to be doing. I have a whole bunch of lists of things that need to be done. I don't want to be here. This is not what I want to do. There's no point. Yada, yada, yada. Is there a trick to this? Getting past the boardroom in your mind and those that are resisting up there that don't want to do it. Well, I could say in this very simplistic way well you just keep sitting you you have determination to sit anyway no matter what that's one thing and then don't try to stop what it is that they're saying don't resist it don't engage with it just be there and observe all the things that are going on up there and like i said i had a very busy mind it was going all over the place about how I need to go out on the porch and cover up that skylight so it's not so hot in this room. And then it gets creative and starts to imagine all the different ways that I could fix that skylight so it's cooler in this room. And then it imagines how it's going to do some soundproofing on the window because there are helicopters flying overhead. And it just gets really busy. I've spoken of this silent witness many times, but it comes into play here because there is the factor of determination and saying, I'm going to just keep sitting here. No matter no matter what comes up in my mind, or if my body hurts. The other day I went in to meditate and my knee hurt, my back you know, I'm not getting any younger. And I had to just sit there with that pain. And one time when my tattoo artist, Jim, was working on my arm, he said, you know, I got to say something, you're so calm and relaxed when I tattoo you. He said, is it some kind of uh, Zen mind trick? Where are you going? And I said to him, "I'm, I'm going into the pain. And he, you know, aghast. He's, what? You're going into the pain? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm accepting it. I'm going into it. It's still not pleasurable. It still hurts terribly. But I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to go to, you know, my happy cave with my happy animal. And uh, skip and jump with the unicorns and avoid the pain. I'm going right in it. So that's the other little tip. Embracing the pain, going into it, and then that aha moment where you realize that you can experience the pain without suffering as much. So that's another aspect of how it's not really about determination as much as it is about not resisting and accepting what's happening. And if you want to go a little further, you could have compassion for your body. That's, you know, not really so much in the Zen playbook, but you could try that. You could try having compassion for your knee, your back, your foot, whatever's hurting. You could try sending it a little bit of love and attention. Not pushing it away, not avoiding it. And just accepting that pain and then releasing on the focus of feeling the suffering around that pain, if that makes any sense. So the other tip is this, and a lot of people do this, and if you look into it, there are many, many different ways to be able to bring attention to your breathing. I know we've gone over this a million times, but I'm telling you, I do it every time I meditate, almost every time. And I I never, it has become such an ingrained part of my practice that I absolutely completely forgot to talk to you about it. It happens almost every time I sit. The resistance from, you know, the boardroom, the chatterers up there, body aches, boredom, stiffness, being uncomfortable, being too hot, being too cold. All these things come up for me when I go to sit down. So, having that dedicated place helps as well. I have my spot where I have my meditation cushions and I have my blankets and I have uh, little pillows so I can adjust for the pain that's in my knee. I have my little bell, I have a timer there. All these things are set up. Now, I'm not saying they absolutely have to be set up, but that's just part of my strange personality that I have. If I don't have all my art supplies out, All the time you know i'm not creating art all the time but if i don't have all my art supplies out all the time when i feel that inspiration quote unquote i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it because i have to bring this stuff out it's just too much of a pain but maybe you can you have that kind of discipline where you can store away your meditation stuff and then bring it out Um, but i have mine set up and it's ready to go whenever i feel like doing it and it's about making that commitment to say, okay, here's that little slice of time that I have today. You know, I just did a spreadsheet of all my chores and things, and I have at the top of the list, every day of the week, meditate. I I just have to put it there for myself, and I have to carve out that time. Um, but on the other hand, like I said, Rebel Zen I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't make that appointment every day with myself. If I can't make that appointment and then find a slot later on to go do my 20 minutes, my half hour, my 45 minutes, whatever I want to do, I will find a way to be able to integrate it within my daily chores. Washing the dishes, I bring it up all the time. Sweeping the floor, you know, the old Daniel-san Stuff actually works. Bringing in the attention and the focus to what it is that you're doing. Again, teaching yourself not to listen to the boardroom. You are teaching yourself to just pay attention to what's happening right now. And that may be the boardroom is chattering a lot, but you go ahead and wash the dishes anyway. Bring your attention back to the feeling of the water, the sound of the water the sound that the dishes make, things, little things like this integrated into your life. They sound so simple, but they really are profound. When you look back on the time that you had spent doing this, and you can see, wow, I have these long gaps where there's just attention, 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 focus to what it is that I'm doing. Um, I play the drums and that's a place where i can go and not think there's no thinking there because i'm so busy with my feet and my hands you know on a drum kit that i can't fixate on my discursive thoughts so in that way that's a type of meditation as well let's get back to what was happening when i sat down and i just started just started talking to you today i was sharing about it's also very hard for me to meditate every day that there is still after all these years there's still resistance to it, there are still circumstances that arise that keep me from my commitment, and there is a determination there to follow through with that commitment that's one thing that exists the other thing is the tricks I was I digressed again the tricks don't resist the the sounds in your head. Accept the pain. Work with it. Have compassion with your body. The other thing, the trick that I do, is I do a series of breathing when I start. I'll start, get all settled in to my little nest, rock back and forth a little bit, make sure everything's in alignment, back, chin in, head down, and then... I'll do the thing. Okay, well, okay, there go, There goes my mind. All right, that's fine. Just not gonna pay attention to it. So exhale, and on the exhale, it's kind of checking the tension in the shoulders, letting the shoulders relax, feeling the spine being nice and straight in the back, head tilted a little bit forward, and chin coming into the chest and having that soft Buddha belly. You can probably hear me Um, That's the Buddha belly, soft. That's soft right there, that softness. And the reason we do this is so we don't fall asleep. And if you notice when you're meditating, if, you're, if your head is tilting down too far, you're kind of falling asleep. If it's going back And up, you might be thinking too much. So this whole exercise is just bringing attention always, always, always back to how well you're holding this, what really in essence is a yoga position. Except you don't move. You're just sitting here in this cross-legged position. And you're, in a way, you're perfecting that to a point of where it is so aligned and it's so stable that you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to think about the body. And with practice and, and determination, a little focus, and also allowing the softness, allowing the letting go, it's also a, a, a part of it. You don't want to hold yourself rigidly does not work. Uh, even though you might see someone in this posture and it looks rigid, it's usually somebody who's been practicing a little, very long time who is just really, really good at it. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm one of those. I have my issues where, uh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't perfectly straighten my back or I can't sometimes set my left knee down all the way down on the, the cushion from old injuries. So, back to that breath, really important. I'm noticing all these things happening, getting the posture straight, getting that mountain seat, you know, the, the little three-pointed seat, really stable. Checking in with the shoulders, etc. And then, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to let my breath out. And when I do, that takes me into almost an entirely different position after I've worked at all these points to get everything aligned and straightened, that first long exhale is going to bring me to a different point in my posture. So I'm gonna check in again, kind of realign things, and then just naturally breathe. Just let my breath be absolutely, completely normal. But I'm going to bring my attention to it. Let the mind do whatever it's doing. And just bring your attention to the breath. Breathing in and out. You can even say to yourself, when you're breathing in, I notice I'm breathing in. When I'm breathing out, I notice I'm breathing out. That's one simple trick. Mind is chattering, doing its thing. You're just saying, I'm breathing in. I notice I'm breathing in. Breathing out. I notice I'm breathing out really good trick the other one is this and this one is might be a little more difficult so what I do is I breathe in a in a series of counting to ten so I suggest to you if you want to try this start with five and it's important at the beginning to make sure that you've got most of that breath out of your body and you're very relaxed So you're going to exhale, relaxing down into your seat. And when you go to inhale, go slowly as, slowly controlled, it's controlled. Now it's not going to be normal breath. This is, this is a very controlled breath. And as you're breathing in, you just simply count one, two, three, four, five. When, and when you've got the breath in, the body wants to tense up. Relax. Don't try to follow me right now with this. <laughs> I just want to say, you'll turn blue and pass out. This is just for reference later on when you're practicing on your, on your meditation cushion or in your chair. When you breathe in on that five, check in and, and relax your body. Then count one, two, three, four, five. And in that time you'll notice how much tension you may hold when you're when you have inhaled and you have your lungs full of air. And this is a very interesting thing that happens is you learn how to relax with your body full of air. Your shoulders, your stomach, your chest, your legs. You learn how to. Relax, so you're not gulping for the air when it's time. So you're holding it five, and then you exhale for five, but very slowly. You can probably hear that. I'm doing it with you. You want to let it come out of your mouth very slowly, counting one, two, three, four, five. Now here's the tricky part. After you've exhaled that breath very slowly on the five, you sit in a breathless state and do one, two, three, four, five. And then on that breath in, counting to five again, and doing it in a very controlled manner. It's something you can try. It doesn't work for everyone. And you don't have to, in the beginning, On the the last exhale of all breath, you can immediately inhale. You don't have to to do the the 5 or the 10 after you've exhaled all the breath from your body. You might find that to be too much. As always, my listening audience, I know that you're very intelligent, but use discernment with this. If it's something that's too uncomfortable, don't force it. If it's something that you can't do, we'll talk about other things that you can do. One of the things I did was I created a meditation for someone who is on a breathing machine. So all they could do was use sound as a way to be able to relax. Listening to the sounds around us, we can do that too. We'll talk about that more in another podcast. Those are some tricks. That you can use, that I would love for you to try if you can, and then write back to me. Let me know how that went. My email address is aquietmind@gmail, and I would love to hear from you. You can share also uh, ways that you, uh, tips, tricks, things that you know. That'd be great. I'll mention them in the podcast if I can. So. That's it for this one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the after for the next podcast. And it's been a pleasure sharing this time with you. I am so grateful for my listeners out there that have been with me this whole time since 2005. And welcome new listeners. I hope to talk to you very soon. This is Robert. And bye for now.